So I was at the Velve last night, and I was I was just doing a guest set, and um, I had talked about gender early on in the set, and then I was talking about um, some other stuff for a while. I don't even remember. And but then so at the end when I just had like a minute left to close, I, the easiest way to close at that point is to do my attractive bit, which is where I tell the audience, um, "Hey, you know, the truth is, I know I've talked about gender. I have this kind of, I have a gender identity in my head, but the reality is, I don't really care what gender y'all see me as. It's just not that important to me what gender any of y'all see me as. I just want you to see me as attractive." And then I make, and then I'm like, and then clap if you think I'm attractive. And at the Velve, the lights are always bright. You can't really see that much of the audience. So I always, I often do this at the Velve where I put my hand over my eyes to like look into the audience. And especially when I'm like having them clap for something yeah. and I'm seeing who's clapping. And it was, it was most people, but including what I just realized was a small child. <laughs> and then like this, like, <laughs> this little boy. Just who, like slow clap and just. Oh, he clapped. <laughs> no, he clapped with it. He was like, there was a look on his face of like, ooh, and was, <laughs> and was clapping. And so then I was like, oh, there's a child here. Oh, that's fun. And he clapped, y'all. He clapped. So everyone's laughing at that. And so then, you know, my thing is just like, okay, well, I hope you guys all understand. Um, if you clap, it doesn't really matter if you're a man, a woman, or a child, if you clap, <laughs> you're gay. <laughs> if you want to fuck this, welcome to the gay community 2019, whatever. And so, but when I said, when I said you're gay, that little boy, because I, because I, I looked directly at him when I was like, if you just clapped, and I look at him, I was like, you're gay. <laughs> and that little boy goes, yes. Like with both oh, hands. <laughs> fuck yeah. Turns out he was 12. I, I called him nine, I think, and whatever. But it's this little 12 year old boy. He's so cute. You know, like, like kind of medium length hair. Like he already looked like, you know, all modern kids now kind of look a little genderqueer. Like when a their parents are. androgynous. Aren't, yeah, a little androgynous. He already had a little bit of an androgynous How look. How people should look. At one point, I even said in the thing when I was like, oh, there's a child. I, I was like, he's blah, blah. I was like, or they. I don't fucking know. You know yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well, it could be a little they nugget over here. Anyway, but yeah, it's just, it was so cute that this little 12 year old boy was like I am attracted to you and then you're gay yes <laughs> he couldn't have been happier <laughs> oh I'm gonna be one of the cool ones thank god <laughs> yeah he's like oh I'm gay for being attracted to you hurrah <laughs> anyway it was the we, cutest little thing maybe the lighter I mean I don't know I think on some degree and also it's I was like, like ooh I just flirted with a child on stage career goal oh, check <laughs> just got off. away with flirting with a child cause you know you have your thing about how you don't want, um, you, you know, what, how do you put it about kids? You just want, Oh, it's like, I don't want to fuck a kid, but yeah. I do want someone who wants to fuck, fuck a kid to want to fuck me. me. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and my thing is, it's like, I don't want to have sex with children, but I do want children to be attracted to me. I don't know what they're thinking about. What it's kind like, of pedophile? It's like, look, I don't want to fuck kids, I'm but just I do want little kids to want I to want, fuck me. I yeah, just I'm want just literally everyone to be attracted to me, <laughs> men, women, and children. Like that is part of the goal. Like it's, yeah, it's not exclusive. I just want, I want people to want me. I don't want to have sex with almost anyone, man, woman, or child, you know, but. I want them to want me. Me, yeah. yeah. I can dig it. Check. <laughs> Check that off. Twelve-year-old boys. Isn't that demographics going strong? Although, let's be fair, that's not a hard demographic <laughs> <True>. to snag. <laughs> Still, just making sure I'm not losing any numbers. Uh, that would be funny if that was like the one demographic, like twelve to well, fourteen-year-old boys, is the one demographic you can't have like be into you, and it's one of the easiest to get, and it just becomes a thing. Like, why won't they want to fuck me? Yeah, but honestly, that's they're the supposed worst. to want to fuck everything. There's, but- <laughs> there's a demographic 
demographic I'm least attracted to, though. I think that boy was just a little prepubescent, though, so he wasn't into that part where I hate them. You know, that 13, 14-year-old boy thing is just like, ugh, where they have the little pathetic little mustaches they're trying to grow, and it's just like, just shave it until it looks, just, just stop. Wear some deodorant and shave your mustache, you know? Like, I, yeah. you know how I feel about 13-year-old boys. They're the worst. Yeah. So, but to, I still want just them to, to reiterate a point from last week. If you're into age play, that's cool. But if you want to be 13, you're yeah. a fucking psycho. That's insane. <laughs> you need help. Talk to someone. Check yourself in. You know, to a sanitarium. I don't know what we call them anymore. But 12, cool. 14, 12, badass. 13, 13 what's wrong? What? With you? <laughs> what? Why? What? Seriously. What? What are you doing? <laughs> Somebody hurt you in a way that. You probably will never be able to be a fully functioning member of society is what it sounds like to me. So you might want to just check yourself in to, you know, an institution. Something. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. <laughs> okay. What's new with you? This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old boy lesbian, for now. And we're bringing you the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. You can follow us on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Gender Fluids Pod. Our email is genderfluidspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. So I I want to give like this big PSA, I guess, to a bunch of trans girls or to all trans girls out there or whatever. And not just like a PSA, but also a PSA slash like thought about the information I'm giving. Okay. So like, well, there's like a few layers to it. So the P, like there is no like one grand repository for like, here's how to transition information or transition FAQs, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say, quote, the internet, but that's fucking stupid. Yeah. So like your doctor isn't going to give you all the ins and outs of transition. Your friends aren't going to give you all the ins and outs. Whatever blog or article you're reading is all going to be a little bit limited, right? About like the process of transition. And there's just a lot of information that falls through the cracks and like for as like well read or like as well studied up as like people can be. Like I thought I knew a bunch of shit about it before I started, right? And it's like you you just can't know everything. So I'm going to do this like service, I guess, and getting this piece of information out there at okay. least. Cause I, it got passed on to me by Jess when I first started dating Adrian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, uh, it just needs to be passed on, which is like, if you're a trans girl and you've got a dick, you need to keep using it. Like, even mm-hmm. if it's just with yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So like the other night, <laughs> uh, like me and the girl from Portland were like gonna fuck in the shower, right? But couldn't because like her dick hurt so bad, right? Like the head of it was like sore. Yeah. And like through like a conversation, I was like, oh, it's like you don't like masturbate enough or like you use your dick enough. Like you have to keep those like blood vessels stretched and shit, right? To use it. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's one of those pieces of information that if like being trans and the trans experience was like, 
more widely talked about, I would have gotten railed the other night because it would have uh-huh. been like, you know, your doctor along with like your titty skittles and like all that like would be like, oh, yeah, also like you need to like keep your dick like flexed and like working, right? Not that it... Wait, titty skittles? Oh, that's uh, what some trans girls call estradiol because they're like blue oh, oh, and right, tiny. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Just for the listener. <laughs> Sorry. I, I for, yeah. Along with handing you your titty skittle pills. Uh-huh. Yeah, with the hormones, titty skittles. I just uh-huh. love that. It's, it's like... <laughs> um, How about teddy skittles for like a drag name? I mean, go on. Teddy Skittles. Teddy Skittles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm a terrible drag king. <laughs> Teddy Skittles. <laughs> it's a drag king. It, dude, Teddy Skittles is definitely a drag king name. Okay. Uh, anywho, so like along with like the hormones they give you, they should also be like, yo, also, if you want to use your dick, you should probably keep ma- casually masturbating. Or if not like to orgasm, just like get your dick hard every three days or every four yeah. days. And like it doesn't have to be like an intense, I don't know, it's, having to do that has changed my whole relationship with my dick. Cause mm-hmm. like a lot of people and a lot, a lot of trans people don't have great relationships with their genitals sure. in general. Right. And so a lot of people don't want to masturbate. And like, I get that. And I get that a lot of people are like, I hate it. It's super dysphoric. I'm, I want to get rid of it one day. I'm like, word tight, not to Until sound, you have it. not to sound like your parents though, but like, what if that's a phase? Yeah. And then fucking two years down the line, you're like, Oh fuck. I actually have like, Gotten Girl over dicks this, are super in fashion now. Yeah, I've gotten uh-huh. over this dysphoria. I really love my dick. I really want to use it, but I haven't used it in two years now, and now it hurts, hurts. And if <laughs> if, I, if I can even get it hard, right? Which just is the worst. So it's like, cause here's the thing: it's like I used to be in that camp of like I'm pretty sure I'm cutting my fucking dick off. Like it's gone, and like now it's like I've come to have a new relationship with it, and I really enjoy it. And it's like, uh-huh. right? And so it's just like. Now, I'm not saying wanting to cut your dick off is a phase, but I'm saying your mind can change at times, yeah. right? Especially over the long process that is transition. So why not keep your dick worked well, out? Well, even you know? if it's not a phase, even if you do eventually chop it off, you still want yeah. to be able to use it while you have it. Think of it as like working out the parts beforehand. You're like yeah. training them to be more muscular and yeah. to keep them in shape before you chop them off. Well, yeah. Whatever, you know. Or what, yeah. <laughs> well, plus if it's going to be a vagina later, you still probably need to keep it loose for that, right? Just think of just training your vagina. Yeah, if and here's helps. the thing, it's like, you know, it, it it does, it can change your relationship with your dick. Like, so for me, like, I don't want to masturbate as often as I used to, right? Mm-hmm. Used to, I would masturbate at least once a day, probably. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, it's more of a, I don't know, it's less of a necessity from a, like, sexual standpoint and more of a necessity from, like, a personal health slash spiritual standpoint mm-hmm. in a weird way. Like it like really helps me like release and like connect to the universe again and like myself and my body again. Sure. And then also I feel like I'm kind of helping myself in a way, mm-hmm. but like keeping my dick like working and hard. Right. And yeah. then, and it's like, you know, if you're going to have bottom surgery, just see this as practice for having to dilate, you yeah. know, like it's like a functional, like medical slash sexual practice right yeah, exactly there's a lot of ways to think of it about it you could think about it as like a masturbation meditation yeah you know just it's just like some time that you're spending yeah it's just a healthy productive use of your time yeah and here's the thing what if you're good? like look there's no way i'll ever be able to afford bottom surgery but i also hate my dick it's like so you can either choose to run from it forever mm-hmm. or it's like in your own time baby step by baby step learn what feels good to you and learn ways in which that you can either touch yourself or be touched by other people. Right. And maybe you can overcome that like phase of dysphoria, right. Mm. Overcome that, like 
that hate of your dick. Which, mm-hmm. like, word, I get it. We talked about how I was planning on rubber banding mine off in high school yeah. <laughs> or in junior high. So, but, anywho, I don't know. I just It just pisses me off that, like, there isn't some sort of instruction manual. And I'm not saying that, like, there's an instruction manual for being cis either, but I'm saying there's, like, a, like an infinite number more examples of, like, what that process is like yeah. to where you kind of aggregate a picture of, like, what you're life is going to be like in some sort of way right like you have like an idea of the experiences you're about to have as opposed to being trans where it's like there is no like i've been thinking a lot about representation recently because it's i've been reading this book nevada which is just like people have recommended it to me before and then i haven't read it and then the girl from portland came and like put it in my hands and was like you need to read this and so Mm -hmm. i read half of it yesterday and it's amazing um highly recommend it um by imogen benet or benny I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, But it's just like, I think trans people really are starved for just like representation of themselves. Right. And that like, there's not even an instruction manual insofar as like common cultural representation, like Mm -hmm. self-representation in like vaguely positive ways. Right. It's like really only within the last few years have there been anything resembling like a positive like trans like person in any sort of media right outside and and even in like novels and things like that like there the last 10 years maybe there's been like positive trans characters written into things and like video games but it's just so you learn so much about your life and about the world around you through the things that you consume and the the content and media that you consume through all mediums right yeah that like when they're when you just aren't present in any of it, like even in bad ways, like yeah, I don't know if it's it's weird because like I, I've been getting as more and more of it's been created. I feel like I'm learning more about myself. Yeah, like think like it feels weird to see a thing that you've known and experienced confirmed in a entity outside of you, right? Mm-hmm. And and not just through talking to somebody, right? To have like a work of some sort, like show you yourself back, right? It, that for some for some reason feels more validating, um, but it's like even then it's like you know I, when I think back on all the like representations of trans people in the past they've even like the bad ones it's like I still have positive attachments to them because it was like a, just a vague like there there's me mm-hmm. even if it's like the butt of a joke it was like ah you know it's an, it's a proof of an existence yeah right so yeah that is validating. Here's the thing that we should talk about that's wild. So, like, when we're talking, like, the way in which, like, trans people and their access to medicine and, like, to their own bodies is, like, fucking policed and shit, right? So, think about this. Like, when you're 18, if you want to go get a fucking face tattoo, you can go get a fucking face tattoo. But if I, as, like, a fully functioning 25-year-old person, like, want to go get hormones... You have to go get like letters from a fucking doctor, from a therapist that you've seen for a while, and you have to go convince a doctor that they should give you the hormones. Not in Austin anymore. Yes, in Austin. No, I thought they changed it. You don't need the letters or anything because the Kind Clinic—they're doing it 
without that and like the uh, gender therapist I know yeah like they've changed it you don't need the letters at least in Austin I don't know about Whoa. much of the rest of the country but yeah that's fucking it's, wild it's changed a lot here oh my god well god bless cause like I mean but okay still that's the case in more places than mm-hmm. not right and it's just fucking nuts that like it's like or that or like you know well, if you want to have a lot more like physiological like so a, you can do things face, to your body at the age of eighteen with right. no but like if you want to go get a face tattoo a boob job if you want to sign up for the military if uh-huh. you want to like yeah I don't think any of that should be allowed until twenty five <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like why thirty two but, like, but you know it's just absurd the way in which like it's just a way that you can see that society is like trying to like control trans people and people in general it's like if we have the ability to like choose to do any of these other things you should at whatever point in time you want be able to go to a doctor and be like yo i want these things am i medically fit enough like gimme 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 Mm -hmm. do i think that's the best situation no but it's like if you can get fucking viagra which has like heart risks and things like that like like the idea that there are medical implications is fucking stupid because we do things to ourselves (coughs) all the time that have like more intense like medical implications than taking hormones hormones is is pretty intense medical implications. I mean, compared not, to face tattoo, face tattoo has intense social implications. Um, but I mean, it's not going to like change your brain and your body f- in ways that are permanent, you know, except for your face. I mean, like that's, it's pretty complicated. I just think like, but you can if what you're change saying your is, brain and body in ways that are permanent from the age of 18. Right. But that's, if you're, what you're saying is like, if you're 18, you should be able to make whatever decision you want, no matter how like little you might understand that. And it's far reaching consequences. Cause at 18, like I would hope that my child wouldn't get tattooed. Like I, you know, I waited until I was what, 31 to get my first tattoo. Cause it's like, I know I'm not ready to get these permanent. It's gonna, I'm going to regret this. So I'm just like, it's, I don't know legally what we should, um, yeah, where that line is. It's it's all kind of arbitrary, all these different things about what age. I just think it's like, who, I don't know. I don't know how many people are ready to make that decision at 18. Really? I mean, I think lots of people are. I think people make way more important life decisions than that every day. I don't know. Signing up for the military, getting tattoos, taking hormones, that all seems like uh, the 18-year-olds, especially nowadays, aren't ready. We have these long adolescences. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I I don't think it's, like, the ideal age to decide any of that at, but I'm saying, like, in the world that we live, in the way that it's functioning, it's like, yeah, it's like, let's fucking roll with it. Like, if we're gonna... Ellie, get off. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. We need to roll with that. If it's 18, like, it's I think, 18. I also think there's like too much, people have like this falsely, false sanctimonious sense about like protecting the body and like, well, that's going to be a permanent change to your body. It's like, fuck it. Who gives a shit? Well, you, I shut don't your know. fucking mouth and let me do what I want. You yeah, know? but you're also happy with your changes. Whereas I've met a number of trans dudes or former trans dudes who transitioned for a girlfriend chemically and then and then realized that they didn't actually want to be trans or that yeah, they, but that's the thing. It's that, like you know what? That girl's gone, and now that's just another dimension that we're adding into the game of life. And guess what? If <laughs> you, fucking, you lost, <laughs> yeah. If you fucking slip up, you fucking slip up. But I don't think the the fact that you slipped up means that like the rest of us like shouldn't get it's to do what points. we want. <laughs> Uh, hap- survival of the fittest or like I don't yeah. know whatever that is I'm a peak trans yeah <laughs> you're like hey some of us want to make some of us will make the right decision early fuck everyone there could just it. be like a movement in the trans instead of like alpha males yeah I'm an alpha trans yeah <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. It's like, yeah, what, is it the government's job to stop you from making dumb decisions at 18? I don't know. But we have we have these arbitrary no. lines drawn around what's what's legal, what you can do when, and so... Um, well, not just arbitrary, like, legal lines, but arbitrary moral lines, you know? About sure. like, oh, well, that's just too far. It's like, why? Because it makes you feel weird when I talk about it? Because it make, uh-huh. feels like, oh, well, there's something going on there. It's like, yeah, there is something going on there, but it's none of your fucking business. Uh-huh. And also, it's just like, you know, what fucking, who are you to tell me what I should do and that I'm like, I've like passed like your standards to where I can like take hormones. Like, Uh who are you to be like the objective judge of that thing? Like, fuck off. Like, it's so fucking stupid. Hmm. Also, like, you know, not to take it to like the gun levels, like you can buy a fucking gun at 18. Yeah, you can shoot if yourself you can, in the if face. You can shoot yourself. <laughs> hey, that's pretty fucking permanent in my book, okay? But we Technically know. illegal, but you can buy a gun. Yeah. And what are they going to do? Uh, yeah, that's the thing, you know, is the government's protecting us from ourselves, but you know what? Are if they? If it's legal, well, I'm just saying that's the theory, but like, uh, if it's legal to medically transition uh, at 18 on your own volition, then some people might regret it, some people might not, but it's your fucking decision to make. Yeah. And yeah. But again, I, I think they have changed the rules in Austin, but I don't know how that works on like a state or federal or, because it must just be Austin and not all of Texas. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. so many different, like, it's. It also might depend on the program, because like, the kind clinic and things like I don't know seem to function like on yeah, a like cooler anyway. different basis because like they have doctors in house so it might not be that you don't have to have a prescription but it's like that they're providing hormones and like writing the prescription yeah at the but same like I said the gender therapist I know she said that yeah it's no longer about the letters oh, like, she's just gender the therapy yeah, they don't have this kind of arbitrary letter system at least not here that's the thing it was wild I'll never forget this experience I had where like I, I still have, like, the original letter that I got written, like, back in 2014, right? Um, saying that, like, I could have, like, hormones, mm-hmm. right, for my therapist. Uh, and I it was with two people ago, two two partners ago, where I showed, they were, I was, like, moving and packing stuff up or something. And, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, here's my letter. And they're like, "Was like, yeah, this is the letter that like let me get hormones." And like, uh, they sat down and read it, and they're like, "It really fucking hurt them. It was like really deep for them." And they were like, "This is just wild to me." It hurt them and to like see that I had to do that. Oh, they, it, like it was wild to me to see that I had had to go and like get diagnosed with the thing to be the person that they just knew. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is like you know they were, it's like. Yeah, they were like, it's like, like that was the first time someone's like, you shouldn't have to have done that, right? Like, even though I was already in therapy for like a good reason and like I, <laughs> I loved my therapist, right? It mm-hmm. wasn't just like to go to get the letter. Uh, yeah. But like, it was like a thing where they're, it was just, it struck them that like, you know, in order to live the life that I lived, I'd had to jump through like an absurd amount of like hoops just yeah. to be able to take like some fucking pills. Well, some of the idea is that there are people who are a little bit mentally unstable and kind of like how we should have with the gun law. You talk about buying guns and some people are like, well, there need to be some kind of mental health checks because there are some people who really should not have guns. Yeah, but the thing is, like, we're people- already prescribing people 
like so many like physically altering pills, like with like little to no discretion. Like you want to talk about how easy it is to get like pills in well, this yeah, country. Yeah, but it shouldn't be. I know. It, I'm, I know. I'm saying that, but I'm just also saying like the. And you still need that, a prescription. But for I'm saying those like things. the effect of like Adderall and like different types of like yes. SSRIs and things like that are different than like the effects of like hormones well, yeah. and like way more intense than the effects of hormones. Like you well, can't just like take hormones for like two days and feel fucked up. But if you take an antidepressant for two days, it changes your whole being. Right. Well, it depends. Prozac takes a few weeks. Um, I know, but I'm just saying like, the, like, like if you want to, it's not like you just pop a pill and then like things are feeling different. Like if like so far as like the time that it takes to like come into effect, it's just silly how hard it is to get, Hormones well, compared to other things, yeah, on um, the estrogen, but also, but yeah, but you do need a prescription to get Adderall and stuff. I mean, you know, theoretically, theoretically, you need a prescription for these things. Um, but people, they, it is prescription, and Adderall is especially okay. So right there, you have very immediate um, and pretty drastic effects, but also like it's gonna it, taking Adderall is doing some long term damage. It just is. Anyone who's taking Adderall, whether you're prescribed it or not, it's fucking speed, and it is going to take some time off of your life. It's going to take some time off of your teeth and your skin and don't make no mistake speed is bad for you and so that does have but you still need a prescription and even if we have a lot of doctors who aren't doing the best vetting on that those whereas with hormones you also i mean it makes sense to me to need some kind of prescription i mean some of those effects um are reversible but some are not so it's you have long-term effects that uh, are are very are different in quality like with the, with than with Adderall even if it's unhealthy for you sort of in the long term um if you're taking testosterone for instance your clit if that uh, grows your dick or whatever you're calling it but that tissue growing that's irreversible um if you start going bald that's I don't irreversible. think the ir- I just don't think like these irreversible things are an argument to like stop no, my you point, from taking no, it no but my point is just that that's a prescription it makes sense to me to prescribe it especially there are some people who have like um they have their their gender stuff but there's some uh they also have maybe borderline or they also have some bipolar they also have some um, whatever, there's all kinds of things where maybe we yeah. still want someone to look in, especially to an 18 year old, a 20 year old who our brains are still, you know, and some people, it might help them to have a little guidance or it might help us to say, well, this person might be having a manic episode. You know, it's just like, I don't think it should just be over the counter, which seems to be almost what you're suggesting. Like there should some kind of prescription or I mean, it makes sense to have some kind of regulation on hormones that are going to have long-term and permanent effects. Yeah. I'm not saying it should be the wild west, okay. but, uh, but, the, but at the same time, like I still have like a, a weird, like, okay. So if pra- even if pragmatically there should be some sort of prescription process clearly without having to be recommended by a therapist and spend a bunch of money, yeah, which like has they, like the, the three letters and two therapists and yeah, six and like month the, thing, the that class was implications little... of that too. And like, yeah. the, fine, like that's fucking stupid. But like, but at the same time, I still, I, I get that the regulation might be needed like on some weird pragmatic level. I just have like a theoretical, moral, ethical, whatever problem with like, Somebody who believes that they're trans having to sit down in front of, like, more often than not, an old white dude and convince them that he needs to give them the thing that they need. Yeah, no, that's a problematic scenario. And it's definitely better in society when we have a lot of different kinds of people being doctors and being the people who are available to talk to about those things. But... 
But that's what I'm saying. Is like, but that's what it comes down to. It's like that interaction I have a problem with, which is why I would rather it be just over the counter and wild west. And if you're a smart human being, you find a free clinic like the Kind Clinic. You find a doctor. You figure yeah. out how you can go and like do that in conjunction with them. But if that's not an option for you and like, thank God for the internet and there are like resources for things, you figure out like some sort of like DIY dosage schedule. I would rather see that exist than like trans people having to convince dudes to give them hormones. Yeah. And honestly though, if you have that wherewithal to like use the internet to figure out how to get some black market, estrogen or whatever it's not hard yeah and th- but what i'm saying there's just that barrier to entry even is almost like a prescription if you have the wherewithal to like figure out how to use the internet to get yourself some shit like you maybe do have the wherewithal to know whether or not you should be taking pills but there are some people who just i get that there are but again all right roll them. those dice yeah, I mean, it's if also you, like, yeah, sure, fine with me. I'm just saying this is the argument that you're going to come up against. And there are people who, like, feel like they're <laughs> caring about society by caring about this. And, yeah, to me, it's like, who cares? Life's a game and a joke. It's, yeah. f- it's just for fun. Let people be fucking trans and regret it if they want to. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> people regret their stupid fucking tattoos like, all the time. That, yeah. yeah, this shit's hilarious. It's like, hilarious. Also, Let's like, laugh at them. Let's laugh at all the people who do regret being like, trans. Support somebody, all the people who wind up. They can have, up. like, trans regret support groups. You just <laughs> yeah. see them, like, it's like, oh, man, you slipped up, too. <laughs> How many times did you go trans? Two. I'm on my third man, and I think I'm going back again. Like, ah, it's on you if you're fucking wrong about being trans. Ha ha ha. We're all wrong about some shit. We all yeah. regret some shit. You know, I married a dumb bitch once. You know? <laughs> my B. <bee. laughs> uh, I'm. Mean, you know, she was not a bitch. She was kind. I just mean she was kind of dumb. You want this? Sure. Yeah, I just think I mean, people. I don't know. We all. I think people take that. We're shit all working too out seriously. our karma. <laughs> I think you brought up a good point, though. I think you, I think a hard. lot of people that would be against something like I'm describing would see themselves as like protecting society. Yeah, I'm like, who gives Why that much of a fuck this society? about society? Our evil empire society. Yeah. Let it burn. <laughs> Let's all go trans until this country fucking die. You know, gets killed by the Koreans or something. Who cares? All we've done is enslave people, <laughs> kill people. We're just killing men, women, and children with drones, apparently. So, but you hear this? Thing, do you hear this? Ninety-eight percent of these people are innocent. Is that possibly true? That's what the WikiLeaks told us. I believe these it. These little drones are just killing mostly fucking just civilians. Yeah, women and children is a ton of what. Yeah, so who cares? If if being trans brings this country down, <laughs> great. I'm on board. If all the trans, if that's how Rome falls this time, as too many of us went trans, good. <laughs> Maybe then this fucking evil empire won't be killing children in every fucking country in the Middle East anymore. Hurrah! Oh, uh, fucking. Um... See, this is why we're Slytherins through our <laughs> transiness. <laughs> we're trying to bring down. <laughs> the evil empire yes i love that uh, i always love it when a new review comes in it's my favorite thing guys if you have a moment will you just go to itunes and give us a cute little review like this one here's one from lance hunter it's titled excellent chill out and do your kegels which i love the idea that people might be doing kegels on the couch and just relaxing while listening to gender fluids he says ava and ariel are low-key badasses and give some of the smartest frankest sex talk you'll hear on the internet five stars Perfect. Send us stuff like that. Did you see what uh, Pope Francis said about trans people? No. Fuck yeah. What happened? Oh, God. Let me... Is this recent? Recent or recent enough. I hear the Pope and Dolly Parton talking about trans people together. (laughs) 
Let's, uh, let's have that podcast. The Pope and Dolly Parton talking about all kinds of trans things. I or would just anything. Pay <laughs> just money. social issues. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome. This is the. I can't do a Dolly Parton. <laughs> this is the F and the Pope. <laughs> Parton and the Pope. Oh, yes. What do pa- they call him? Your Majesty? Parton and the Pope sitting in the tree. T-A-L-K-I-N-G. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it's their theme song. There's a little barnyard animal sounds in the background. And then in the background you just hear him. It's clearly Dolly just editing, <laughs> learning to edit. <laughs> Not letting anyone help her. I don't know. Oh, fuck. He essentially said something like trans people are eroding like the... It was so fucking metal. God damn it. I'll not, I'm never going to find it now that I've like tried to think of it and look for it. But like it was. No, we have to find it. Now I need to know. What's the Pope up to? Okay. Let me. Because I, I thought I might have saved it, but I didn't. <sighs> I just love it when the cat. I love it when the Catholic Church like starts saying shit. Cause it, like. One, I don't give a shit, like, uh, about what, like, you think. The ruler of the world's most evil yeah, <laughs> fucking religion. I, I don't know. I don't care about that. And then two, no matter what you say, it only ever sounds super metal. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> And so it's like, people. oh, please, like, like, your criticisms are my compliments. Yeah. I really can only see the Catholic Church as mostly about pedophilia anymore. Oh, Yeah. It really is. Like, do people talk about the fact that their abortion and birth control policies just mean they have more and more kids? No, yeah, yeah. No, you need to have all those kids. How many altar boys can we get from this? Here's Harvest. Vatican office blasts gender theory, questions intentions of transgender people. I mean, yeah, but it's a specific quote. Mm. Oh, Vatican says transgender people annihilate the concept of nature. Yes, that's it. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Vatican, wait, abomination, annihilation. Hold on. Okay, Vatican says transgender people quote annihilate the concept of nature. <laughs> oh, like that sounds that like like awesome. annihilation of nature is a metal title. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an album I'm listening to now. Okay, oh, I va- love that so but this much. This isn't nece- is this the Pope when they say no, the Vatican? Is that like a council of annoying old white people? I think it was wearing like their, red dresses. Well, yeah, when I was looking, it said like the education department or some shit. Echoes like past sentiments of him. That was like a New York. Is Times it the people wearing the red dresses and hats? I don't know. Those dude. people are like I said. Have I to be the pedophiliest of, of all oh. those. The red dress people that I you can't no <laughs> no. Ugh. Is that the cardinal? If you're a straight man over the age of no, forty and you're wearing a red you dress, you are a pedophile. You're a pedophile. Everyone knows <laughs> it, and you're not straight. Even if it's jokingly at a Christmas party or something, those are boy pedophiles. The red ones, I think. Oh, is that the? Ugh, what if even. like the whole clothing system is like a secret like hanky coat for like Catholic <laughs> pedophiles? <laughs> Yes, what dress they're wearing? Wait, so red. Like they just—that's why they never have to talk about it. They just look and know, like, oh, that's uh, what you're into. Like yeah, the sashes or the like sashes. all the kinky shit, like the, uh-huh, that they do to children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. So what's red then? Boy pedophiles. I think it's just like pedo- general boy, blanket, like boy. his white girl and boy red. <laughs> yeah, and but that's why some of them have like a big white overcoat with just a little bit of red. Oh yeah, out. for sure. <laughs> be like, well, like, I'm a bi pedophile. <laughs> I lean, <laughs> I lean girl, but I'll do a boy every now and then. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, so uh, oh my god, we need to like get pictures of them someone and start wears, labeling. Like a, someone wears like a, one of the big like sashes, right? That goes over with like a lot of patches on. And like, oh, that dude's a freak. <laughs> oh, that dude. Damn. Oh, alpha pedophile. Did all you over see? There. He had the stages of the cross on. You know what that means. <laughs> He's putting those kids through the ropes. Dude, if you make kids play Jesus and go through the crucifixion before you fuck them, you have to carry a little cross. And they're actually on it for like 20 minutes or whatever before you take them down. And they're so grateful to be taken down that they're actually kind of okay with you fucking. That's how you take all their virginity. <laughs> and then you pass them around to the other cardinals, of course. Now that they're broken in. The world's most evil organization. How many people just give all your money to it? Oh, God. That's where your money's going. Every yes. time you put a one in the... In the Dude, like, that is how I see the Catholic Church. They've just fooled uh, yeah. all these fucking poor people forever into having more and so more can, kids for them to fuck. And they've, yeah. That's what they've been doing. And here's the thing. And, it's give, definitely and you like give the them trickle, their, your money. It's like the trickle down economics theory. But you get a nice community. You get a nice community of other fucking poor people. Because like, you you're giving all your money. They're to all doing it. For, even the poor priests are fucking people, right? So it's not just the yeah. rich ones. So it's like the rich ones have tricked like even poor priests into like getting these people's money. And, the, and then. It's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, it's a pyramid it's a scheme of pedophilia. Pyramid scheme. I said it's like mm-hmm. the trickle down economics of pedophilia. Yeah. Kind of, where it's like, but the ones at the bottom think they'll get to the top, but they yes. never will. That is exactly what the Catholic Church is. The ones at the it's top get all the good this, little kids. Really, and the ones at the bottom are left with commoners at their, whatever, you know, their little It's really just churches. Scientology, but with pedophilia. Yeah. And not that there aren't pedophiles in the Scientology church, <laughs> yeah. too, I'm sure. There's always some in every church, but okay? But, then, like... If I had to pick a church to get, like, to molested give in... Money. No, I, yeah, would, uh, I would rather be molested in Scientology. Because there's... there's a- way down. Well, no, there's, like, aliens and shit involved, and, like, that's, that's true. just They're cooler. a little kinkier, maybe. They're no, kinkier. the Catholic Church is the kinkiest. Oh, you're right. They're, yeah. If you're into, like, doom and gloom, sadism and masochism, <laughs> Catholic Church. That's but if you're, like, into science fiction... That's true. Like, science fiction Scientology. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, like tell Who me about like. Who do you like, want to get molested by? What, yeah. <laughs> what aesthetic? <laughs> what, what, what religious vibe? aesthetic do you want in your childhood? <laughs> you, you want your children to get Corruption? molested? Uh, no, Scientology, hard. hard That's t- why you got to go Methodist. Not too much pedophilia in the no. Methodist church. They're actually doing pretty well. Yeah. Not the <laughs> not the strongest fraternity in terms of social capital, but there's a little, and they won't molest your children very often. So, oh. if you need one of those, like. <laughs> watered down Christian oh I don't know guys what are we gonna do we all do need some sense of community and morality and and an ability to get together you know and and social capital among white people we just really I think our plan a while back that like we just like once we get universal health care in that we need to like have everybody have at least one therapy session a month everybody gets one massage a month everybody gets two grams of mushrooms once every three months but there's also then, like kind of a, a group therapy thing too. Maybe everyone's kind of assigned to because not assigned, but like if you can all go to a group therapy that meets regular, that's a community. You can have a yeah. network, kind of like AA is for some people. But like just without for life. religion, yeah, without religion, we do. It's very hard to have that community for people. I mean, you and I have comedy and stuff like, and, and even just like queer circles, you can kind of form some community or whatever. But it's hard to really get like a larger interwoven interwoven network. Yeah, and so that is something that religions provide, and it's on fortunate that they've all become pedophiles or grifters or whatever you know it's or that they're just still um 
interpreting things in a way that the Republicans have told them to. So that's a real problem. <sighs> to take us too seriously. <laughs> we obviously just try to yes and whatever fucked up thread comes our way. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, so true. Okay, so the fetish of the week this week is autogynephilia, uh, which the girl from Portland who is sitting on the couch right now. GFP. Yeah. <laughs> like, is girl from Portland her name? No, but maybe. I don't know. I just didn't come up it's with cute. an alias already. So maybe it will be. You have the girl. Maybe I'll just have the like girl from Portland. GFP. <laughs> you have, <laughs> instead of hoes in different area codes, you'll have girls from different cities on this podcast. Maybe. Girl from Seattle. Um, <laughs> girl from D.C. Aw. So autogynephilia, as we've just been informed, uh, is like a transphobic, kind of like fake fetish, right? That was invented by like some transphobic fucking like psychologist or some shit right and essentially it is the fetish of wanting to have like a like being a man and wanting to have like a woman's vagina so like a, or like imagining like yourself occupying the body of a woman uh-huh. and, and, and it's was used to like sexually explain away and like delegitimize like trans people to say right? that it's not that you really like are a woman in your brain but you it's that you want for wanting it just, just yeah it's just, you're just turned on by the idea of being a woman. The, the whole thing's a, a, a sex, a masturbatory yeah. sort of sex thing, or just kind of, yeah. Um, well, I guess the doctor he said that there were two kinds of trans people, or people who wanted to be trans. Like, the, the gay men, who are just, I guess, confused into thinking that they wanted to be a woman, because that was the best way to, to get men to fuck them or something. Is that the idea? Like, it's just I don't know. A gay man just figures being a woman, yeah. But or there's the people who are autogynephilic who just yeah, autogynephilic. So you just want to have a pussy so you can fuck it and be like, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh, fucking a woman every day. <laughs> yeah. guns, bing, I'm bang. just a straight dude. Who, I just want access to a pussy. They hadn't invented fleshlights yet <laughs> by the time because this I don't know strikes me as like 120 years ago. Type no, thing. this is probably pretty recent. For, I'm guessing this is, is probably. This? I bet this shit was started in like the seven. If I had to guess, um. <coughs> I don't know. This sound something that struck me as old timey about the like, but you're probably right. The gay and trans stuff. It's, yeah. It has to be. I just am seeing someone like in a dumb 1890s outfit, being like <laughs> snorting cocaine and being like, man, another thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know what trans is, <laughs> but you're right. That's more. That's the 40s, 50s. Oh gosh, 90s. yeah. <laughs> Especially okay. if it's like, well, it's either a deranged gay man or somebody with a fetish yeah. that reeks of like, yeah. You, yeah. But this has to be post Freud and stuff. Yeah. yeah, maybe this is like forties, fifties, sixties. Oh wait, okay. So we have to find. I don't know. What I was just the lo- doctor's name. I don't know. I don't give a shit about that. I don't really don't care when it was invented. It's fuck because it's fucking stupid, right? And the only people that like really dig it are like turfs, mm-hmm. you know. And then there is like a section of like, okay, I guess we'll call them trans women, but like that are all about like being like, yeah, I am actually autogynephilic and like I know my place like as a man who just has this thing in like a real woman's world that there are spaces I'm like not allowed in as an autogynephilic person. But like, it's like, oh, go fucking like, can you fit more boots in your mouth? Like you're being like a little turf boot licker. Yeah. So wait, that's- wait, wait. Say that again. 
so like they're you know they're like trans women i guess like i guess theoretically i should call them trans women but they're just like pieces of shit uh really is how they should be identified and they uh like identify they're on board with kind of the idea of autogatophilia where they like see themselves just as a man that like is living life as a woman because of this like transphobic fetish right Mm -hmm. and that they understand like why as like this like man with this thing they shouldn't be allowed in some spaces that like biological like whatever women are in what if some people are like quote-unquote really trans and then other there is a small percentage of dudes who are like no i'd that guy said that thing about, uh, <laughs> and I was like, I do want to have a vagina just to fuck it every day. So I was, I just, yeah, I decided to be, or whatever. Or there's some people who really are just like, they have a fetish and it's worth it well, to them. There's some people want their arms cut off and shit. There's all kinds of yeah, shit. Yeah, well, if that's the case, then they need to not call themselves trans. Yeah, we right? need to get them a different label or something. But maybe the part of the fetish is being trans. But then they're like, you're right, you're right. I actually should not come into your women's spaces. <laughs> no, 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 these other trans women totally should. I just, yeah. I'm one of the fake ones. So <laughs> just, uh, just, I'm I'm just self-policing. I'm just doing this for, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll self-police, okay? Look, I'm a good person, Yeah, okay? <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm, this is just a sex thing for me. So maybe, yeah. <laughs> That's fine if there are some people who, uh, who identify with that. I don't want to deny their truth. But like, I, you know, I remember being younger and like, especially like when I first hit puberty, I thought that like a lot of the trans feelings I had were just like, sex feelings because they were so wrapped up in my like sexual development right we're, like always thinking about sex all the time anyway yeah but it was also like i was imagining i was like i had like you, you can't write the number of body swap fantasies sure. that i like had with like people in my class that i knew well and like or things like that where it was like woke up like one day and like yeah and then like <laughs> uh and so, like, I could see how it is all based around, like, you could, like, come up with this idea to explain away being trans as just a fetish. But at the same time, it's just like, oh, man, it's so much deeper. And, but yeah, for a while, I, I don't know, I thought that's what it was, was just a, just a sex, sex thing. thing. Yeah, I yeah. was just so into sex that I just wanted to, like, know what it was like from everybody's perspective is what I totally. told myself. Well, and it it turns out this uh, Blanchard's transsexualism theory or whatever was from like the 80s and the 90s. So um, it's, yeah, it is quite new. And also like that would have been the kind of thought permeating around you. um, You know what I mean? So like if that was kind of the culture's idea, maybe at the time of transness, you probably kind of took some of that in. Yeah. And then had that, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it does, autogynophilia has a great ring to it. Yeah, it's a great word, just aesthetically. I love it. Like, if I, that sounds... Lexicographical, mm-hmm. autogynophilia. You know, these are great words. Ooh, lexicographical? Yeah. <laughs> there was, like, a TED Talk once where this le- lexicographer was like, you know what my favorite word is? Lexicographical. I'm like, oh, well, well. <laughs> you're right, I am wet. <laughs> like, Thank you. Lexicographical. <laughs> anyway. Uh, kind of tangentially related to... Uh, autogynophilia <laughs> is uh you said <laughs> as another alternative for a fetish is like fucking turfs yeah <laughs> yeah if your thing is just like you're really turned on by getting a turf to have sex with, like someone who's really like theoretically opposed to transness but you can still get him to have sex with you <laughs> come all over their tacky bangs 
Is that a thing? Turf yeah, tur- turf bangs. It's a real oh, thing. Oh, I thought that was just a fun band name you thought of. No, it is a fun band name that this uh, girl I went on a date with from heavy metal trans girl that I went on a date <laughs> oh, with okay. came up with. She was like, I want to have like a band called Turf Bangs. I was like, that is one of the best fucking names <laughs> yeah, that's great. for a band. But yeah, they do have really bad bangs, and I would love to cover them and come. Just okay. like plaster them to their forehead. <laughs> I'm gonna that's my new stereotype. Whenever I see someone bangs, I'm gonna assume they're a turf. Great. Well no, it's cool. a specific type of bang. It's like oh. a really short kind of like the short, like straight across thing. Yeah. I really hate that look. So no offense. <laughs> to all of our turf listeners with tiny bangs out there. I wonder if we sure do have great on you. I feel like we we've said enough things on here that like tangentially justify turf. Sure. <laughs> turf them. But like just for now, blanket statement, fuck all of you. <laughs> just fuck all the turfs. Um I forgive everyone. I don't. Mm-hmm. I do like the idea of I kind of do want to fuck a turf now. Yeah. I haven't ever had that as a goal, but... Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Where would one go to find a turf? <laughs> uh, maybe a lesbian bar. Like, if you can find kind of lesbian bars instead of, like, queer bars. We don't have a lesbian yeah, bar in there's Austin. very few in the country. It's kind of a dying art. <sighs> but maybe it's on the rise. I don't know. Maybe that's what we should do. We should open a lesbian bar. Just to find turfs. <laughs> yeah. Lure uh, them in. <laughs> dude, I would love to own a lesbian bar. That's such a fun idea. <laughs> just have Can we like, call it turf, yeah. trap? <laughs> yeah, turf Trap? It's just staffed by trans women. <laughs> yeah, well, it's turf slash trap. Yeah. Or is it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, turfs and traps. <laughs> turfs and traps. <laughs> Those are the two demographics we're going for. <laughs> I think that's there's so just a lot of rad. awkward sexual tension at all times. It's <laughs> like the alternate name for this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Well, I don't know if Yet we did another business idea. <laughs> Trademark turfs and traps. Turfs and traps. Mm. All right, I think we'll leave. Let's end it there. Sure. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. Ciao. This has been a hoo-ha-ha podcast. I'm Janish Meeting, a native writer and comedian, and I'm thrilled to announce that my podcast, Woman of Size, has found a permanent home on the Hoo-Ha-Ha Network. On Woman of Size, I talk to artists, writers, activists, and thinkers about their big-ass lives, their big-ass experiences, and their big asses. Woman of Size is plus size, Latina, flawed, curvy, curvy, thick, queen, queer, fat, black, disabled. So come take up space and subscribe to Woman of Size on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Be big, baby.